Welcome back, guys. My name is Dimitri Sebastian. And I'm Wes Kendall. And we are back in session where your fitness and lifestyle questions are answered and bro science is put to the test. Hey, guys. Today, we're going to talk about a serious topic. We're going to go over how to rescue your diet when you mess up. So I know all of us have done this, including me, and I'm going to go over what to do and what not to do when you blow your diet. See you on the episode. Yeah. Look, look at the way that I glisten. I saw me dripping. Put it in gear if you gave me permission. Gave her some bash She walked out the clinic. Now she's gonna be so for a little minute. I don't like first watch. Really? I'm not a big fan. I mean, it's okay. It's like my, if someone says, like, let's go to first watch, I'm not gonna say no. Yeah. But definitely not. What do you get there usually? Uh. Probably, like pretty much like their grand slam, like it's just because I don't really know it that well the place because I I know that they're like an avocado toast type of place and I'm not a big fan yeah, of that stuff. So. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, their bread's fucking good. <laughs> it is pretty good. <laughs> they have some good bread. It's good. It's not a bad. But like I said, so it's just not. It's it's also meant to be like a healthy place. And when I'm like at yeah, breakfast, yeah, well, that. healthy <laughs> as in like, oh yeah, this is so healthy, bread. Um, yeah, fucking butter on my pancakes and fucking yeah. sugar. It's like, oh, but there's no yolk in the egg. It's like, oh, shut up. Yeah, um, yeah so like, <laughs> if, you're, if I'm going to eat breakfast, like I want to go to like a shithole. Like I want to have like gross yeah. food. What's your favorite breakfast place? Uh, definitely Baja on Tucson. Baja Cafe. So talking about it. <laughs> I mean, honestly, we've already started. <laughs> you guys, you know what? Yeah, we're here. We've yeah. already, and we were gonna cut this out. We were just talking about this while we were waiting for Wes to grab a drink. Wait, so what was your favorite breakfast? I I missed it. Uh, it was Baja Cafe in Tucson. Okay, that place. I've never been there. Dope. It's a. I actually went there this morning. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, I was. Uh, I was just thriving, having a great day, and mm-hmm. then, so I got a good meal in, and that's also when I do brunch, it's like, that's basically, like, my meal of the day, mm-hmm. and then I'll have, like, some protein sources the rest of the day, right, because, like, if I'm going to brunch, I'm probably not working out that day, and then, uh, so that means I'm committing to my Sunday, mm-hmm. I have brunch, I'll probably have a protein shake after this, and then I'll probably have a snack for, like, bed to keep me from, you know, binging or something, right, and otherwise, I'm pretty good. I like it. I and mean, you just went to first watch, right? Yeah, I went to first watch. Um, yeah, in case you, you didn't catch that at the beginning, I don't know where I'm gonna cut, where I'm gonna cut that in. But yeah, first watch is like, is it meant to be healthy? Uh, I feel like they have, you know, they they definitely advertise they have healthier options, but they they have just as many unhealthy options, you know. For sure, I would say you know what's a good healthy breakfast place. Not that I eat healthy there is uh, <laughs> U.S. Egg. Uh, I like U.S. Egg. Yeah, they have like you can get literally chicken breast. You can get like anything with egg whites. They have all this like all the cart like protein options that yeah. I was pretty impressed with. They have their protein pancakes, which have at least like like fifteen grams of protein per. Protein pancakes are the biggest lie in America. I know, right? But they're so good there. They're so you okay? You know what is not a lie? Mm-hmm. Have you had the protein muscle mac uh, protein? Uh, uh, oh, the and mac cheese. and cheese. Someone sent me a picture of it, and that's the first time I saw it. I haven't tried it yet. The macros are good on it. Especially like the yeah. cup ones, like the snack cups you put in the microwave. Yeah, it's like 25 grams of protein, it's, right? Well, yeah, because when you get to 25, like, I don't even care about the carbs at that point. Like, I've made a decision. Like, I'll make those carbs fit. Because when you give me a pancake, a protein pancake, it's like, oh, it's 15 grams of protein. It's like, bro, like, that's not really enough for me to negotiate this. Yeah, but with two eggs, you're there. I mean, like, I, yeah, I'll mm-hmm. eat it, but it's. Yeah. I feel like you're, if you're, you're being disingenuous with yourself if you say it's a... Uh, well, of course, it's not like good for you. Exactly. <laughs> I told, like, I just said that I don't 
<laughs> eat good there, uh, even though I could. <laughs> I eat protein pancakes every single morning. With tons of butter and syrup. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, you know, someone's going to, like, record this, yeah. like, a year from now. We're going to have, like, a sponsorship with a protein pancake. I eat these every morning. Like, Dimitri, you're a fucking liar. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, well, th- what is actually is why we're keeping, we kept this in is uh, today we're talking about your diet rescue saving yourself <laughs> what do you do after you fuck up that is the big question mm-hmm. we're all uh we're all food addicts mm-hmm. and we're all in rehab or remission or trying to get our shit together or we're thinking about getting our shit together yes what do you do when you've blown it <laughs> well a lot of people do the exact opposite which what you should do and what you definitely should not do is you should not overdo and double up cardio you mm-hmm. should not overly restrict and you should not punish yourself like by taking away all your calories the next day yeah it's funny because uh, we got this really fun word that's come into like the cultural zeitgeist recently it's like oh fasting Mm -hmm. and really what a lot of people call that is like or what they don't call it but what it really is is, like intermittent anorexia it's like oh you had a binge and now you're gonna punish yourself full and you don't feel like eating plus you are gonna restrict after you know yeah it's I, i i know an unfortunate number of girls who, uh, and I actually do think I know some guys too, but they probably just hide it better. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've at least told me, they're like, yeah, like when I was, you know, preparing for, to get on stage or when I was like really concerned about like beach season, like I would have these times where I would just like literally like punish myself for making a slip up and not eat for a whole day. Right. And I'm like, and they still go to like the gym and still do like their normal stuff. And I'm like, that's not good. And they're like, yeah, like I know it wasn't good. <laughs> no, this is why it's not good. And it's because not because like, oh, you overate. Now you should continue to overeat. No, you should go back to your diet. Exactly mm-hmm. what you had supposed to be the next day. Because what happens if you have a cheat meal? Say you've been dieting for like at least three weeks. Yeah. You know, you slip up, you have it, you overeat on calories. The next day, your metabolism is faster than the day before the cheat meal. Mm-hmm. And if you all of a sudden cut all calories, any benefit of an increased metabolism is immediately gone. You actually negate uh, your increased metabolism, any increased protein synthesis, and you'll actually end up with a slower metabolism than before the cheat meal because you probably lost some muscle. Yeah. So um, what you need to do is you need to, you know, maybe even lean into that a little bit. Like make sure that you are extra on your diet and make sure you hit all of your meals. That way that you can continue to ride that faster metabolism till the next day. Okay. You well, might even feel this, hungrier. Let's you know? let's roll this back a little bit because we'll go yeah. kind of step by step. Yeah. So I like where we start with this. Okay. So like, what do you do when you mess up your diet? And you kind of gave two examples of what not to do. Mm-hmm. And one of those is punish yourself, restrict, mm-hmm. like you're, you're garbage, you deserve this, uh, this hunger. Right. Or a lot of other people have a tendency to say, I've been doing so great on my diet, I was losing weight, I was doing right. this and the other. They binge. The next day they weigh themselves. They're filled with a bunch of salt and water, and they suddenly gain like three pounds, four pounds. They're like, yeah. it's over. I, I fucked up. Might right. as well just give up. Good point. And it's like, no, that's not what it was. It's like, yeah, you fucked up. I'm Don't glad give you up. recognize <laughs> that. But like, you will relose that weight. It was one day. Right. Like, your body cannot gain that much fat in one day. Yeah, three pounds for one, one day. No, like, not possible. Even one pound in one day. Like, go. Go take a shit. That'd be <laughs> hard to do. You'd have <laughs> like, to really try to gain a pound from one day. Like those people yeah. in six hundred pound life, they're professionals. You can't yeah. <laughs> do what they do. You're like you are not at their level. I hope. Yeah. The but 
So let's it's water, guys. Just so you know, exactly. it's mostly water. Keep drinking your water. Don't dehydrate yeah. yourself. Yeah, looking dry is great, but drink your water. Yeah, it's either shit or water. <laughs> or it's the story of my life. It's either shit or water. <laughs> <laughs> so, if we're not gonna we're not gonna punish ourselves, mm-hmm. we're not gonna give up. Right. I've woken up. I knew I fucked up. Mm-hmm. I made the decision to step on the scale. Mm-hmm. I'm three pounds heavier. What do I do right now? What What do you do? Is you eat breakfast. You get back on your plan. You start drinking water. And you recognize that you're probably going to feel hungrier, hungrier that day because your metabolism is faster. So a lot of people will lean into that and be like, fuck, I messed up. I'm just going to continue to eat and cheat and have more because I already messed up, mm-hmm. you know, and that's like also, you know, a self-destructive path that you're going to regret soon. Yeah. But uh, I feel like if you are mentally prepared to what happens after you have a slip up and after you have a high calorie day compared to your low calorie week, you know, then it allows you to, you know, not overreact when that shit goes down. I compare food and diet and stuff to being addiction frequently. And I do that for a very specific reason Mm -hmm. because sugar activates the same part of your brain as cocaine. Mm -hmm. And that is not a joke. Like sugar is a drug. Food, uh, chemicals, all chemicals are in a way a drug. Like, like everything comes down to like a bunch of O-chem stuff that none of us listen to. <laughs> so if you are on a diet and you're doing great and you're not having cravings and all that stuff, but then you slip up and you eat that cake, you have that shitty meal, your brain suddenly is going to remember. Yeah, like, we'll have oh, cravings. I like yeah. that. Like let's get yeah. more of that. Mm-hmm. So like you said, you're going to wake up the next day, you're going to be hungrier. Yep your brain now has it in its mind. It's like, hey, let's get more of that sugar shit. Love yeah, that. exactly. That's like a big thing for me. It's like a lot of my uh, my bad meals that I have mm-hmm. are very savory. Like I stick to salts, fats, and meats because yeah. those are actually like fundamentally what I'm already eating. It's just that now mm-hmm. I ate a shitty version of it. Right. But it, I, I do like this concept of forgiving yourself mm-hmm. and just taking the next day. <laughs> yeah, just get back on your shit the next day. Don't like, overdo it. Like it ain't that serious. Yeah. Like I, I feel really bad for people that get upset with themselves because all it shows me is your level of commitment mm-hmm. and it shows like uh and it can become like a mental health issue very quickly it's like you mm-hmm. are so upset with yourself because you trusted yourself to make your own choices and you were like i let me down right hey bud would you be mean to your friend who did that? Would you go up to right, your friend? When I walk, Wes tells me, I ate five Pop-Tarts, Dimitri. I didn't say, Wes, you piece of shit. I said, that's... He laughs ho- about it. I laughed. I was like, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I was yeah. like, dude, don't do that. <laughs> and you know what? He didn't do it again. Yeah. It's like, but like... Not right away, at least. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, but I think we all have a tendency, if you do it yourself, you're like, you garbage human i hate you like i can't believe you did mm-hmm. i would never say that to wes because right. like, he's not he's not a bad person for making mm-hmm. a slip and it isn't that big of a deal so right. trying to give yourself that level of flexibility i mean if you start freaking spiraling and shit like okay let's have a personal talk with ourselves right but if you're willing to like make that change and make the next step there's no need to kick yourself in the freaking stomach yeah true and it's like when that cheat meal turns into like cheat days that's where you really mm-hmm. screw yourself over and it's like it happens you know that definitely it probably happens at least once per diet you know that people have a slip up or something like that at least yeah but it's like that's why you know unless you have done it before and know what your diet is going to look like it's like you have to allow yourself to 
you know, have a week maybe where you take a step back. You know, sometimes coaches will even plan uh, like breaks in a diet. If it's a long diet, they'll be like, look, we're going to diet for like three months mm-hmm. and then we're going to take two weeks off and not go like completely crazy, but like not being a deficit. Yeah. You know, and then they'll go right back into it. I also think a, a thing to appreciate is I, I it's always it's super cheesy, but the whole mm-hmm. concept of like if you get knocked down 10 times, get up 11 mm-hmm. like it's a process. It is. And if you keep fucking up, I don't care. Try again. Right. So it's like, because there's a lot of people that are probably listening right now that have, you know, failed as many diets as they've tried. Like, it's like, yeah. oh, every time I diet, That's I fail. That's most people. Yeah. Every time I've tried to diet, I fail. Do it again. Mm-hmm. Do it again. You'll get better at it. Exactly. Yeah. And especially if you're like, you know, putting mental effort into it, I feel like you have no choice but to, or if you're being honest with yourself, I feel like you will get better at it. Exactly. And then it comes down to why aren't those diets working, right? Why are you failing at them? And I mean, I'll ask you this. You're the one who has the most clients. You're the one who knows, you know, a little bit more of the psyche of someone who's going through this. Mm-hmm. What do you think are the the main reasons people slip? I think uh, either they're doing a diet that they truly don't like, you know, they're, mm-hmm. they're not finding one that they can be practically sustainable (laughs) (laughs) keto (laughs) yeah (laughs) something you know that's like you know overly restricted and they're just they're not being honest with themselves on something that they can actually have as their lifestyle or they're restricting too much you know Mm -hmm. off the bat the deficit is too great uh or they are like truly addicted to a food yeah those are the main reasons oh wait wait one more uh they (laughs) allow uh you know, if you're using food as a, um, you know, a way to deal with stressful situations, that's another reason why. Well, let's take a quick uh, pit stop at a couple of those. Yeah. Uh, we'll combine the two of uh, you either just straight up don't like your diet or yeah. you're being too restrictive. Yeah. And I've been guilty of this several times. So, like, mm-hmm. we've been talking about how I've been doing the weight loss and stuff. Yeah. Like, I lost, like, 10 pounds, like, boom, like, nothing. Yeah. I've kind of plateaued mm-hmm. because I had to reel back a little bit because I was getting to a point where I was just like, I'm fucking miserable. A little mm-hmm. bit. And I'm still losing weight at a much more gradual rate. Mm-hmm. And the day-by-day sucks. You look at it, it's like, boop, 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 boop. It's, like, slowly going up, down, up, down, up, down, but it's always drifting down. Right, it's trending down. It's trending down. Yeah. And, uh... I, I think a lot of people think, uh, they make the joke about having a diet and being like, oh yeah, I had to, I just make chicken and broccoli and rice. Mm-hmm. And boil to my chicken. It's yeah. fucking bummer, dude. Like, yeah. it's not fun. I don't want to do that. It's like, it, did that used to be how everyone did it always? Yes. Did it, does it still work? Yes. Mm-hmm. But especially for someone who has experienced all the great food in the mm-hmm. world. It takes a pretty intense level of discipline to just say, Not like, I'm going to do that. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to eat three foods for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fucking nuts. Yeah. It doesn't really make sense. <laughs> like I wish my dog could do that, but I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, it's like, I should people chow. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. do you think that, Besides the obvious answers of like, make sure you're not restricting too much, make sure you're not doing diets that are unnecessary and crazy. Like we can sit here and talk shit about, you know, keto and all that stuff all day. But how often do you think someone can realistically rotate like their menu? Um, I feel like you should do it either like on a weekly basis 
Or what I do is I'll have half my week one menu, and then I'll have the rest of my week th- another menu for my lunches. Mm-hmm. And then for breakfast and dinner, it's like I rotate two different things. So I guess the the real answer is you have to kind of figure out what you can sustain on a consistent basis. Like if you can find a breakfast and a dinner that you can tolerate for almost ever, mm-hmm. then that's a win. And then you have to figure out lunches as well. So it, it you have to kind of have years in the game to figure it out. Like, okay, so this kind of brings us into our next one mm-hmm. where, well, I'm going to swap two of them. So, well, actually, no. The, uh, when we're talking about people who have, like, a food addiction. Right. And I consider myself to be the kind of person who, like, I'm, like, freaking constantly in remission. Like, I don't mm-hmm. eat sweets because it's a slip. Like, I, I remember as a kid, I'd get, like, a bag of those mini powdered donuts. Oh, my God, those are so good. I crush the entire thing. How do you not eat the whole bag? You like, don't. Yeah, exactly. You, you buy them to eat the it's whole like, bag. It's like, it's, uh, what are they, Lay's? <laughs> like, you can't eat just one. Yeah. Or Pringles, I don't remember which one. But, so, I have a tendency to not keep things in my house that I think are going to be a problem. Right. So, like, I treat myself like an alcoholic. It's like, don't keep alcohol mm-hmm. in the house. That's the best way to be safe. And I cling to certain foods for a long time. So, like, right now I'm on, like, a big fried rice kick. Yeah. Like, I do, like, my serving of rice with uh, shredded veggies, my protein, and, uh, like, eggs. Mm-hmm. Because, for me, that is, like, a really consistent good thing. It's, like, I mean, who doesn't like Chinese food? Right. I'm sure a lot of people. But, like, I really love fried rice. Like, that's one of my favorite things. And I can make that in an incredibly healthy way. And you can make that fit because you have control of the macros. Exactly. Yeah. I don't even really have that much rice in it. Right. So it's really easy. Mm-hmm. And I can also rotate chicken, shrimp, beef. Like, it is it is like this wonder tool of, like, a meal that I'm able example. to, like, kind of jerk around. Mm-hmm. And maybe you're not an Asian food. Maybe you're into... I don't know, like we'll say like more like sandwich type stuff. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm going to use my carbs. going to be that bread that I use mm-hmm. and I can rotate the proteins. Right. And, or I like, uh, I don't know, Italian food. And this is my pasta I'm allowed to have for the day. And it's, just, it's, it's, it's shooter's choice. Mm-hmm. You just have to like put in the mental work and the trial work to mm-hmm. figure out what you can tolerate. Exactly. And set yourself up for success. Yeah. Because especially, and this is really hard for people with, uh, who live with like their families. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like, oh, well. Or it's like they have to cook for their kids or something My, like my kids yeah. and my husband yeah. always have sweets and stuff. And I was like, bro, I feel for you. Cause guess what? If I open that cabinet mm-hmm. and it's like 10 PM and I see something that looks really good. Mm-hmm. I got like a freaking demon crawling on my shoulder, <laughs> like some freaking like infamous shit. Like, Ooh, like, doesn't that sound good? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, like I, I am a very weak man when it comes to that. So I, I keep myself in a position to mm-hmm. do that. And then also I find that you can do stuff like uh, moving it to places you don't go typically. Mm-hmm. Like, don't freaking be a dick to your family. Be like, no one's allowed to have sweets because I'm not allowed to have sweets. Like, that's not a constructive way to build success. But it's like, hey, we keep all of the sweets in a cabinet that I don't use. Right. So that I don't have to look at it. Mm -hmm. Like, that's when we talk about, like, food addiction. I don't think people take it seriously, like, with other things. It's powerful. Like, treat it like that. Treat it like it is a drug that you're trying to avoid. I think it takes, like, a week or two to get over, like, you know, a good carb addiction. I think so. That's right. Because I remember... Even, like, after I have, you know, a bad cheat weekend, I would be, re, you know, addicted to food, to sugar and, you know, all that saturated fat goodness. Um, and You'd then be the saturated fat. I'd be craving. <laughs> I'd be, like, you know, snacking more than I should. And it would take, like, a week or two, and then they would go away, and I'd be good again. And then, like, I'd slip up and then right mm-hmm. back into it, you know. It's like, yeah. I feel like at least for, you know, the first few 
first half of the week, you're craving things that you're not necessarily hungry for, yeah. but your mind is telling you you're hungry for. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's a real thing too. And it's like sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm a big person who, a proponent of saying like, hey, schedule your cheat meals, still have a free meal a week or else you're going to start like developing mental issues with food. Mm-hmm. But if you're new to dieting and you're just getting started in a diet, maybe you should go like two to four weeks straight being strict yeah. just to clear that food addiction that you know chemical addiction to that type of you know insulin response and blood sugar response plus they also say that your you know microbiome in your gut gets addicted to that type of food too yeah no micro microbiomes and guts are really fun to talk about actually and i actually don't think we'll drill into it right now but you need a whole podcast your your the you're a big macro organism with a bunch of tiny things running you. Yeah. There's things living in your stomach and they send messages they on want what sugar. they need. They want and the sugar. <laughs> if you starve the sugar ones, yeah. the protein and the fat ones will all be there and mm-hmm. they'll be like, yeah, I mean, we'll take the carbs, but like, we don't, we don't need them. Yeah. They're not there anymore. And But then if you but if you keep feeding them, they're going to grow. Like mm-hmm. The colony will grow. It's, it's a really fun concept. And I want to touch on one last part of this section. Yeah. The people who are stress eaters. Mm-hmm. This is a hard one. Because it's like a subconscious reaction to the stress. It's comfort. Yeah. It's safety. It's something that you do. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. What would be your recommendation? Someone tells you, he's like, hey, Wes, like, I am doing everything right. But God damn it, every single time something bad happens at work, every single time my boyfriend or girlfriend is acting like a shithead, mm-hmm. every time something stressful happens, like I, I go nuts on mini donuts well it's two parts it's like one knowing that you do that and two being prepared for when it happens Mm -hmm. you know it's like you have to have a mental and physical plan in place like i'm gonna get stressed this week probably from something yeah now i need to have my meal ready to eat so i don't go to mcdonald's instead on the way home okay you know so i have to have in the fridge at work at the fridge at home so that you know i'm not like fuck it things went bad i'm just gonna swing by you know chick-fil-a on my way home instead of eating the meal that's already prepared you you were describing something i have done (laughs) well uh, yeah because i've done it too you know (laughs) it's like over it yeah so uh, we've all done it and it's like you have to also mentally be prepared for you wanting that so it's like david goggins talks about it in his book when he's talking about like you know pushing through mental barriers and it's like it, if you keep fucking up every week on this, like, bam, I keep getting overstressed on this and then going to food, then you have to, like, mentally have a plan, safety measure in place that I'm going to get stressed out, and then this is what I'm going to do instead. And then you have to execute. Exactly. And it won't, you won't do it your first try. Mm-hmm. But do it three, four more times, and you might get it. And also finding other outlets. Because some people have outlets they don't think of. It's like, I feel less stressed when I go on walks. Mm-hmm. I feel less stressed when I go to the gym. That's an awesome one. People who like feel less stressed to go to the gym, those people always have a better time, obviously. And mm-hmm. uh, or it's like I feel better when I write things. I, it's just like yeah. I feel better when I just sit down alone and watch a movie. There are you probably have a secondary thing that you use for stress relief. Yeah, and you should double down on that and try to maybe like you can make that a better stress relief mm-hmm. over time. Yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, I have to add two more parts. Sure. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, one is. If you're not eating enough through the whole day, like you're over restricting, say you're like putting yourself in a thousand calorie deficit, then you get home at night. You might be able to do that for like two days in a row, maybe three days. Mm-hmm. But if you do that four days in a row, you're going to like awaken the subconscious 
animal part of your brain that's going to eventually cause you to slip up and binge. Yeah. And a lot, I've done it, I do it too too often. Mm-hmm. I'll over diet or over cardio and then I get several days of that and then by that four, third, fourth day, I'm so depleted that it's just like unstoppable. Yeah. You know? And it's like, that's that's either uh, a reaction of you overdoing it on the training and cardio or you're just not eating enough earlier in the day. Okay. Yeah, it's like your your deficit is too steep. Okay. Well, now that we're actually talking about being a deficit too, deficit too, too steep, I, I, I do want to touch on what we mentioned earlier where we're talking about, you know, should you be adding more cardio and taking away food mm-hmm. on like, so we've, we've decided that, you know, we have to, we, it's our next day. Mm-hmm. Even if we decide, okay, we're going to jump back on our diet. We're not going to fully restrict or anything. But I think some of us will say like, okay, well I can win back some of those calories if I eat like 300 less today. Mm-hmm. And I do 200 extra calories of cardio. Right. Why is that not the correct thing? Because it, intuitively, it makes sense. Right. Like the math checks out, right? Mm-hmm. But we shouldn't do that. Why? Unless it's your third cheat day in a row, <laughs> then you should do it. But if it's like you just slipped up this one meal or this one day, then you should get back on your normal diet and normal cardio, not add. Because if you restrict too much, you'll actually end up slowing your metabolism down more as opposed to riding out that increased jet fuel that you poured on your metabolism fire. You know, like so it's that. like, I like that jet fuel. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, on, it's on fire. You're feeling hungrier. You're all carved up and you'll probably even have a badass workout the next day. Yeah. So yeah. lean into that. Stay on your macros. Maybe you'll make a little bit of gains. Maybe you'll prevent some extra muscle loss. You know, it's like, don't double fuck yourself by, you know, doing the opposite of what you should do. You and that double fuck yourself. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's, that's actually a scientific term. <laughs> yeah. I, okay. So essentially it, it comes down to consistency. I think it's like yeah. doing the right things consistently. Mm-hmm. There isn't a cheat code. There isn't a, a faster way to do it. Mm-hmm. It's, you aren't going to suddenly undo a mistake. You just hop right back on the wagon and you start doing the right things. What again. you're supposed to do anyways, not something new. Which is like, it comes back, we talked about this last week about being a lifestyle, and it's, uh, you have to live with you, mm-hmm. and if you're constantly at battle with yourself and doing these, like, I'm going to restrict, I'm going to binge, gonna just, you're not going to have a healthy relationship with you. Yeah. So, it's best to just, you like... be happy with yourself. Yeah. Have a little bit of grace <laughs> yeah. yourself, be willing to forgive yourself, and but make the decisions... Like, treat your body like you would, like, taking care of a kid. It's mm-hmm. like, you want to make the best decisions you can for this child because you're, that kid can't make decisions for itself. Right. You, your body does what you tell it to do. Mm-hmm. So you need to take care of it the same exact way. Right. And, and, that's, and that's really the best way you can look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your recommendations for just getting back on track in the long term? Like, what, say, like, I have done three days in a row. Mm-hmm. Like, I have, I have truly fucked up. Mm-hmm. Well, if you've gone three days in a row of like, you know, off the rails, then, you know, start with a low carb day the next day. You know, like I, how I like to do and alter my carbs is I I will, you know, add or remove carbs from breakfast, depending on if I'm doing a high carb or low carb day. And then I'll also add or remove carbs from dinner. Okay. So that leaves my, my before workout and after workout meals still with carbs. I give a lot of shit to the uh, the keto people yeah. of the world. Like, I mean, if you do great on keto, like, you should not care that I give you shit. Yeah, but if it bothers <laughs> you, I'm sorry. Um, the I know a couple guys who uh, they cycle it, mm-hmm. and they they kind of like the same way you said, like they plan for cheat weeks. 
they'll kind of like have like a little bit of a surplus time period Mm -hmm. and then they'll go keto for like two weeks or a week and it's just like not it's a brain reset i think mostly for them they're not like guys who worry about their weight right but i think it's kind of like just like to remind themselves that they can do it Mm -hmm. and honestly i've thought about doing it myself even just like just have like a tough week and be like boom like i'm not really doing carbs right now right and it just like it kind of is just like a a brain hardener and like this and the other and kind of like relearning your limits and who you are and what you do probably make you more sensitive to carbs when you come back to them that's an interesting point yeah so Actually, that that's a question I'm now going to ask. This is my own listener question. <laughs> How long are you at risk for carb sensitivity if you were to do a low-carb period? Um, I think if you continue to do resistance training, if you did like a whole week of low carbs, mm-hmm. that you'd be all right. But if you switch to it like long-term, you know, and also restricted protein, then you put yourself in a state where you are not as good at using carbs. Oh, wait, if you restrict protein as well, you said? Yeah, as well. Like, if you have gains mm-hmm. and you restrict carbs for a while and you don't lose muscle because you're eating enough protein or taking steroids or, you know, you have good genetics, then you're not really going to lose too much carb sensitivity uh, if you keep lifting and you keep that muscle. Okay. Because it's like your body's going to turn the fat and the protein into carbs to feed the muscle anyways. And by the time you throw them back in, you're going to soak them right back up. But if you lose all your gains in the process, by the time you throw carbs in later, it has nowhere to go but to fat. So what I'm hearing is if you are someone who decides to go on a low-carb cycle, we'll say, mm-hmm. call it a cycle, make sure you don't stop lifting. Yeah, like, and lose, and make sure you don't lose your muscle too by under-eating. Keep that, keep that protein intake up. Keep your calories up. Mm-hmm. And then you should be able to recover. That's interesting. I, I didn't expect to learn because that. it's like your carbs have to go somewhere. Yeah, you know they're either going to go into your muscle or they're going to go into fat, depending on what's full. I like that. Yeah, because I'm going to have to do another Dimitri does it soon. I've been <laughs> thinking about paleo recently because that just feels yeah. easier, feels intuitive. I've done it before. Mm-hmm. Like I eat fucking eat sweet potatoes and meat. <laughs> like yeah. it's, it's it's actually like pretty eat much what I already walnuts. do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like eat nuts and meat. Like, <laughs> all right. Boo-hoo. That's pretty yeah. much what I already do. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I mean like I would, I don't want to uh screw up my my weight loss of already. Don't done. lose your gains and I think you'll be all right. I don't think I'll that. lose my gains. I think we're pretty safe on my gains. Yeah. I, I've been uh, I've been protecting my gains dearly. Yes. No matter what, even when I have my cheat days, I'm still freaking get I'm I, I'm so big and I'm gonna we're, we'll wrap up this topic <laughs> in a second. But I am so big on like if I'm gonna have a cheat day, I'm gonna get mean amounts of protein too. That's what you're supposed to do. It's like I cause I a lot of people their cheat days are all about sweets and bread. I'm all about like give me that carne asada burrito, mm-hmm. and if I'm going to, I, I actually don't even, I don't do pizza for cheat days more. I love pizza. Yeah, it's not worth it. I do that. I I want to. I look at it, and I'm like, you know what? I'd rather have a double cheeseburger mm-hmm. because that has the protein there. Yeah, and it just in my mind, it just feels like a minor victory, and maybe that's all I need because it makes me feel like I'm still on the path. You're still making progress. Yeah, yeah. and I think that maybe that is just big weird that's compartmentalization for me. Ultimate gains meal fucking love cheese it is i fucking love burgers i'm just like i'm just i'm here for it for burritos and burgers like that's just i will live and die by the two b's burritos sushi, and burgers. actually sushi and burgers are the two biggest games fucking love sushi too yeah and all over that god damn give me that I, I i would white rice and raw fish yeah if i could find a way to make that my diet for the whole month oh, man if i was richer i would fucking eat that shit yeah all the time. exactly it's just like dimitri you haven't eaten anything cooked in two weeks it's like i don't need it <laughs> i've got chopsticks and i've got a freaking gym mm-hmm. so to uh okay. to wrap this up 
we'll broadly wrap it up. <laughs> when you decide to cheat, so we're, we're, we've got our diet straight. Mm-hmm. We've mentally accepted our flaws and when, how to prepare for them. Yes. We know not to abuse ourselves if we make a mistake. Yes. We've decided we're going to plan a cheat day. Okay. Because you should. Because you should. You deserve this. You work hard. Yeah. You've earned it. You've planned for it. Mm-hmm. We keep saying broadly, like, yeah, as long as you don't go too far off the rails. I didn't even go yeah. crazy. Like, so what does that mean? What is a good cheat day look like to you? I think you kind of nailed some of the parts already when you're like, I still make sure I get my protein on the cheat mm-hmm. day. Like, yeah, you can still have pizza, but eat like a protein shake or have some chicken first mm-hmm. and then have your pizza because you're still going to use some of that for good and you're going to make progress. And it's like, you know, regardless, some of if you're dieting, eventually having a positive calorie day here and there is good for your diet because it resets hormones it allows some of the cortisol and stress hormones that and stress chemicals that have been you know affecting your body during this diet to reset. Mm-hmm. It gives you a mental and physical break. It gives you more calories and sugar to push with in the gym the next day, and you probably build a little bit of muscle in the process. For sure. So it's like having a high calorie day on a weekly or biweekly basis is actually good during a diet. Yeah. So it's like what you want to do is make sure that it works for you as much as you can, and you can do it where it barely impacts you or even helps you and the way you can do that is making sure that you're depleted enough before you have your cheat meal and eating the right foods when you do have it so for example i have a client who messaged me saying that they overate a day you know after they've been dieting for most of the week Mm -hmm. and i asked him i'm like okay let me know your weight the next day on your cheat meal and we'll see if you know the the meal was good for you or not you know, if they're depleted enough and they're in a low enough calorie balance throughout the week, overeating that day might actually boost their metabolism. They might actually wake up leaner and drier, which okay. is a win. Yeah. That means the cheat meal worked for you. So I asked them their weight and they're like, okay, well, I woke up three pounds lighter than I did the day before yeah. after the cheat meal. Yeah. You know what that means? That means that their body absorbed it through jet fuel on that fire and burn more fat while they're sleeping overnight. So they actually like lost weight, lost fat because of that overeating, because it was done when they're depleted and when they were, you know, in a deficit. Which goes back to something we were talking about uh, at, uh, on our last one for the Tuesday episode. Uh, do hard things yeah. and the good things will be better. So it's like you having a cheat meal when you didn't do shit is just going to make you fatter. But mm-hmm. if you worked really hard, you're depleted, your body's like craving that energy, mm-hmm. boom, now it works for you. And they probably overate because they were in such a big deficit. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, their body was like, oh, I need some calories. And then it turned out that fortunately they were depleted enough where it worked for them. Yeah. Now, if they continued to have that meal the next two days in a row, not that work. would not happen. That not would work. It would start going the other direction. It's not going to the engine room. It's going to the storage bag. Exactly. And that's what you call your fat. Yes. That's good. That's good. I actually, I, I think I, you're saying what people want to hear, which yeah. is funny because it's like, yeah, but also do the work. Um, because it pe- only works if you do the work. Because you yeah. know what I hate is the, I, I don't know if you remember this. The Rock had like a video mm-hmm. where he was talking about like, because he does like one big cheat meal like a yeah, year. Yeah, like 12 pancake like breakfast or something nuts. I, yeah. I actually hated that mm-hmm. because I feel like it taught a lot of people that when they do a cheat meal, like it's got to be like insane mm-hmm. and also like you gotta remember like the rock is he's on steroids 
He's, and I he's think a he's, large man. He's openly said it. He weighs like oh, he, he's like almost three hundred pounds of just pure muscle. He's a big guy. He also does like with one, or without the steroids. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's just old. I'm not saying that he's big because he just stares. He does. He's. I think he's openly said he did steroids because he's just as old. Like yeah. he's getting to the point where he's like, he's like, how do you think I stay this big? He's like, I'm fucking like, he's like fifty something. I'm sure he has a prescription. Yeah, even. exactly. Yeah. Like he, he's. I, this is not me talking shit on the rock. <laughs> trust me. Um, there are better people to talk shit about if we want to talk steroids. Um, but I, he also does that. He does that cheat meal like once a year. And then, so if you're doing like a cheat meal, like once a month or once a week, something, it's like, you don't need to do that. Like, that's not like have your burger and fries and a dessert and you're good. Exactly. Make that the date night. Yeah. But just like eat what you would eat if you were like not on a diet and then don't go crazy. It doesn't have to be like exorbitant. It just has to be like a surplus. Yes. Do we feel like we have anything else to say on this one? I think we will always have more to say on it, so we should just revisit it again. I, I, I love this topic because it was fun because we were like all over the place in the beginning. I think it's just we want to touch every base. Yeah. There's and, a lot. Uh, There's a lot to do with this. I, I actually am okay with it being a little short too because we do have a lot more listener questions from this week. Mm-hmm. But this that. is this is something that I, I think we're willing to talk about at any point. And if anyone ever has any questions about it, I don't think we'll ever get tired of hearing the question, hey, you know, I'm on my diet and I need help with blank. Mm-hmm. Don't care if you fucked up. Don't care if it's going great. We are here to. We're not judging. Yeah. We're, we're trying to help because guess what? I mess up my diet all the time. It's the trust tree. Yeah. It's the trust tree. And I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. If you mess up on your diet, if you mess up on every diet you've ever had, don't care. Just keep doing it. Like mm-hmm. keep trying. It's, it's, it's a process. So with that said, let's go and roll into another Kendall's Corner. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. All right, what do we got? Okay, um, next one we have is, what made you want to start a podcast? Um, deep codependence and a desire to be here now. <laughs> um, I actually, you start with this, because I feel like this kind of did start with you. Well, I mean, you, you were talking about it, and I was talking well maybe i was talking about it and you're like i want to start a podcast but regardless it doesn't matter yeah. um i was have been looking for a way to have repeatable uh content mm-hmm. that i could you know put out on a weekly basis and uh i tried a couple different things you know i tried blogs uh you know workout like free workouts you know things like that and None of it was really sustainable or even that much fun. And then I was, me and Dimitri had been working together already. And I was talking about probably my bodybuilding podcast that I listened to. And, Mm. you know, I think you were talking about like, you know, getting into producing things. And then we decided that, you know, to get started on it. Oh shit. That might've been before. No, I remember now. Cause it yeah. was before I was literally, it was just like, you're like, yeah, sometimes I think about starting a podcast. I was like, let's do that. And you're like, wait, <laughs> seriously? I was like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. You're like, well, I'm trying to produce shit, you know, trying to build that. And then, you know, it worked out that, you know, I was looking for some content to produce. You were looking to do some producing and yeah. it, you know, we both had, you know, enough of a, a work client connection where we could have it in our network. You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I guess for me, it was just like, I think I've always kind of wanted to do something like that. Like, yeah. I just like making stuff. I'm like the, I'm like a, a blind artist. Like I have zero talent for like making things, but I really mm-hmm. like art. Okay. And it was just like, I feel like I was like constantly chasing like something that I could make. And for me, it was always like, I was always 
very good at just talking. Like I can just rattle on for a while about anything. Mm -hmm. And uh, like I was giving speeches and like my, you know, writing essays and stuff like that was always like a talent of mine. So it kind of came naturally. This would be something that makes sense for me. And it expanded and it became like, oh, like I do like doing the audio stuff. I do like doing the video stuff. It's like, you know, it's interesting when you're not going to, if you don't have like a passion Mm -hmm. or something that like, you know, is your hobby. Like the number of people here is like, I don't have a hobby. It's kind of depressing because I used to right. be that person. And it's like, it's not like a fun thing to say. It's like, if you feel like a loser when you say it. it's like, what's mm-hmm. your hobby? It's like, oh, I don't know. Like, it's like, it's not a great feeling to yeah. say I have no hobby. I yeah. mean, I would say at least say you go to the gym or something. Fuck. Yeah. Um, the, so now that like I found it, I could have told, I would have told anybody. It's like, I have no idea how you find a hobby and how you find a hobby is by trying shit. Yeah. Seeing what you like and what you don't like. Yeah. Just do things. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like it, stop doing it. Yeah. So that's uh, I think that's what it was for me. It's like I always had like a desire to create something. This just happened to be like the medium medium that kind of stuck for me. I like it. All right, next one. Okay, here's a dicey one. Uh, the question is steroids or testosterone. So I'm going to answer this first because my <laughs> go for it. You should never take testosterone until a doctor tells you you have low T. I no cap. You can argue with me all you want. If there's some, there's some twenty freaking five year old dude right now who's like on T at his house, like shut up, Demetri, you're an idiot. It's like you're mad because you have too much testosterone, you doofus, and you're also <laughs> burning out your freaking receptors. Um, but no, but seriously, if you're like getting into your thirties and you're feeling sluggish, and you're already taking your vitamin D and nothing's going on, go get blood work. Your doctor's going to tell you you got low T. You're going to get prescribed something, and you're going to buy yourself another decade and a half of lifting and strength. But mm-hmm. if you're like a young man who's got all the shit straight and everything, like you probably don't need it. Um, mm-hmm. My opinion on steroids are you probably, I've said this before, you probably don't need them. You probably <laughs> don't need them. You probably don't. You, it's just like we talked about uh, a while, like I think last week where someone was like, what supplements should I take? It's like, are you doing the other 95% right. of the stuff you're supposed to be doing right? Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, probably not. If you need steroids, you know when you need steroids. Like you're like, okay, I have reached my pinnacle. Mm-hmm. If you're... Uh, an 18 year old or 19 year old, 20 year old, and you've been lifting heavy and you've been doing great and you've been making progress. And then suddenly you're like, how do I make the step to the next level? Mm-hmm. And your thought is steroids. Yeah. No give it more time. There's more things you can do. Yeah. Give them a few more years. It's like, uh, it's like going, it's like being ugly and fat and smelly. And instead of taking a shower and going to the gym, you're like, I'm going to go get plastic surgery. First thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, why are you picking the most drastic thing first? Right. <laughs> like you're not going to solve your problem. You're just going to have a good nose and be <laughs> fat and smelly. It's like, and also if you haven't developed a way to work hard and then your steroids aren't even going to work anyways, you're just going to get covered in pimples, be all red. And yeah, if you don't have the training and nutrition in place, then the steroids will literally do nothing. All right. Except for make you more unhealthy. Fall to your side. Okay. Um, I would, I think what they're asking this is, you know, I guess it's hard to say this because I'm not a like chemist or, you know, endocrinologist, but from what I understand, testosterone is produced by your body. Most other steroids are not produced by your body. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're adding a chemical that your body does not normally make or, you know, have, processes to handle all of its like side effects right testosterone is studied and known and used and probably more regulated than any other of the steroids that are out there certainly um i feel like if the person is at that level or need it from you know a health standpoint because they're older then testosterone is probably one of the more studied compounds ever Mm -hmm. so there's my answer uh now also i think uh I agree, completely agree with you that it's like shouldn't be 
your first thing? Like, why would you go to plastic surgery first? Why not take a shower, you know, do an exfoliating scrub, uh, you know, get a haircut, you know, eat your protein, do your recovery, do your training, do your cardio. And then like, you know, if you're a professional competing for Mr. Olympia, then like, who am I? 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 Yeah. I'm not there to tell tell you you shouldn't, shouldn't exactly. Exactly. If you're, you know, an athlete who is competing, then you know what you're doing. I think I said that a long yeah. time ago. I was like, you don't deserve steroids. Like, you have not earned the right to consider cheating. Like, that's a... Okay, I'm not even going to say... I'll say air quotes cheating, because there's a lot of people who are like, okay, you know, if everyone else is using them, is it cheating? Like, ooh, good question. Yeah. That's a, that you've created a moral dilemma. It's um, tough to talk about this, you know. Yeah, it's but tough. The, the answer for me is going to be no, but let me tell you right now, if you use them for the reason you use them, I might not judge you, because I could probably see where you're coming from. Yeah. Next one. Okay. Um, uh, do you know what you wanted to do uh, since college? Basically, did you have a plan for what you wanted to do after college? Or did it just life kind of happen its own way? No, dude, I'm in the military. I don't know what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, no, I had no fucking clue. I, I got a sociology degree because that's what got me through school. I joined ROTC because I was freaking out about what to do after college. So I became joined the military and first job out of college was selling fucking cars like mm-hmm. it's it's like yeah you know i don't know i, I i've uh, i think it sucks that like we make 18 year olds figure out what they want to do for the rest of their lives like yeah. hey you had to ask to go to the bathroom for 18 years of your life mm-hmm. now you're responsible for everything figure it the fuck out loser right like that's like what like, like good luck find out <laughs> yeah that's yeah. rough that's saying that's rough but no I, I didn't i had no fucking clue I feel like everyone goes into college, or not everyone, but I definitely went into college like thinking I knew what I wanted to do. And two major changes later, and you know, more than four years later, I ended up doing something completely different. Right. So it's like uh, I, I feel like you have to figure out what you don't want to do. Uh, yeah, it goes back to what we were talking about with uh, to get a hobby, you have to try things. Yeah. And sometimes that's what work. Like it's I feel great for the people who. You know, they decide they want to be a doctor. That was their life's meaning. They found it. Great. Awesome. But for Mm -hmm. the rest of us, like, we have to try different stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'd say it happened unexpectedly, but I'm not upset with that. I changed my my, major four times. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Next one. What is your plan for the future? Let's, let's put a time on this. What's, what's your five-year plan? Um, I hate this question. Yeah. Because they always you ask me go it first? in like job interviews and stuff. It's like such a hard question. Yeah, well, you go first. Um, okay. So my five-year plan is to uh, have a training program that I can, an online training program that I can market, you know, hopefully through an app where I coach and help people get better at their physical fitness tests. I also want to, uh, you know, help, become more of a mindset coach and, you know, maybe get some credentials that would allow me to be, you know, more of like someone who coaches people to deal with, you know, the mental or, you know, mindset side of physical mm-hmm. training and fitness and recovery and all that stuff. I like so that. that's, that's the two things that I have for myself in the next five years and probably, you know, get married and start a family to do. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Of yeah. course. Got to throw that in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, broadly speaking, in the next five years, I want. So I heard something really interesting on a, on a podcast yeah. I was watching today. It was a this girl had joined up with a podcast network, and they were saying mm-hmm. about how like like they were really proud of her, and they're glad to have her on the team. Mm-hmm. And they were saying how like a lot of people like don't realize how much of a grind it is to like mm-hmm. succeed in this kind of thing. And they were saying right. like, how long did you do this before like you finally got? She's like five years. 
Mm-hmm. Like I was doing it for five years before like it got like any traction at all. Right. And I was like, it made me feel so good to hear that. I was just <laughs> like, fuck. It's like, thank God. Um, cause so, it's, it's yeah. hard and it's a grind. You have to do it every single day to do it consistently and to develop your skills. You have to be willing to make changes. And for me, it's, I, in the next five years, I want to have multiple of, of these media ventures that we're working on. I, I want to have, uh, like a, like my own business. I was like, even if it's not like my main thing, I want to mm-hmm. have it. That's something that I'm working on developing and I want to keep developing the skills I'm doing right now and be able to like expand on those and help other people do that. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting cause it's like, it's, it's hard cause you have to kind of like be willing to be a little annoying because you have to like try and push other people to get outside of their comfort zone. And, it's, right. and that pushed me cause I, I am so bad at like making other people uncomfortable. Like, I don't <laughs> want to. So it's like me, like when I reach out and tell people like you should do this, if they don't like immediately like reciprocate, I'm like, okay, like I'm going to back off. Cause I'm scared to like make you feel weird. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. Cause it like puts me in uh, discomfort. It asks other people to challenge themselves and it creates like this thing where it's like mutually beneficial. And that's something I want to lean into and make something that I do more often is nice. helping other people grow their, their goals mm-hmm. and do that in a way that allows me to be not only uh, uh, as an individual, mm-hmm like with a, my own thing going on. Like, cause I think I'd love to be like an entrepreneur by the time I'm like retired. I want to be yeah. doing my own thing. I like that. But you know, five years, I think it's reasonable to say like these, the thing, the projects I'm starting now and have mm-hmm. already been having are still going and they're growing the rewards of those. Yeah. They yeah. keep growing. And then I also have like other ventures I'm looking into and I want those to mm-hmm. start seeing some, uh, progress. I like that. Which is the most vague answer I could possibly come up with. <laughs> next one. Vague answer for a vague question. Exactly. Right? <laughs> okay. Um, next one is, how do you keep up with calories and meals with work, training, and how do you find the time to eat? Shit, how do you not find the time to eat? Um, <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting question. I guess it depends on your schedule, right? Right now it's easier because mm-hmm. I'm working from home, which is great for me. Otherwise... Uh, it's just meal prepping. Mm-hmm. It's like, you just have to like find sometimes Sunday is obviously like a good day for it. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, like I'll always find time to eat. Like I'm also like really, it's funny. I talk about how I'm bad at math, but like if I need to like fit a meal in, like, and I need to like go out someplace, I'll suddenly become like a mathematician. It's <laughs> you, just like, all right. It's like so, the meme with the Pythagorean theorem. Math around my head. It's like, I'll sit there like sitting outside of a Chipotle doing like all the math yeah. That like needs to have, it's like, Hey, like, okay, I fucked up. I need to make this happen today. This, that, and the other, I'll mm-hmm. walk in there and order like a super weird Chipotle order. Half a scoop fits. of rice, half exactly. scoop of beans. Exactly. I've done that before. <laughs> I was like, can I get like half rice? And like, he does a school. I was like, I said half. <laughs> I said half. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just a, uh, it, it takes planning strategy. Getting ahead of it is probably the number one answer though. Oh yeah. Get ahead of your week. Cause if you are doing it day by day, if you don't know what you're eating all day of the week, you're constantly, you're going to be behind the curve the entire time. Mm-hmm. I like that. I think streamlining and simplifying is a big thing that mm-hmm. I've been doing. Uh, if, you know, I, I tried and do the easiest sustainable breakfast I could do, which is takes me like 15 minutes to eat, make, well, probably less, you know, it's like 15 minutes to make and eat, I'd say whole ro- round trip. And then same thing with dinner. You know, if I get, I get home later from work and I just want to go to bed because I got to wake up at 6 a.m. for sessions, mm-hmm. you know, I have a very easy dinner that I can just grill up real fast and use the air fryer. Boom. Done in like 15 minutes. Eat that. Go to bed. For sure. Um, and then outside of that, my lunches and protein shake are my other meals. So I'll have like, I'll buy prepped meals from a company or I'll like two days out of the week prep them. And then if I have, if as long as I 
cook my own breakfast and dinner, then those lunches are already taken care of. So that's what I do to find time. And honestly, as far as eating, you just kind of have to like get it in. I eat in parking lots. I eat in my car. Yeah, exactly. I eat like, you know, right outside of work before I go in. You know, it's like you just kind of have to get it done. Yeah. I like, eat at my desk constantly when I was at work. It's like, and people yeah. think you're weird. I eat in the car all the time. Exactly. It's yeah. whatever. Like you just make it work. Uh, let's do one more question and we can call it. Okay. Um, let's see. What is your passion and dream <laughs> damn it's deep God damn <laughs> you're making us work mentally <laughs> what is my passion okay i kind of like where you're going with like you know you were saying that you want to develop a business where you help other people reach their goals that's what i kind of want i want to be able to not only figure out how to like be a mental warrior you know like mm-hmm. as far as mindsets you know being like positive for myself and others and i want to be able to learn that so that i can teach other people that because I feel like that's one of the biggest things that we're missing right now. And I also feel like another uh, passion and dream of mine is, you know, helping people learn how to take control of their body and life. You know, and that's yeah. because that's something that I want for myself. So I feel like if I can figure it out, then I might be able to help other people figure it out as well. Okay, so my answer, I'm going to pose yeah. this for what it is. Because yeah. I feel like a lot of people give bullshit answers on these types of questions, especially mm-hmm. like... The, the motivational speaker guys like my life's passion is to grow your business it's yeah. like it's like it, it seems like a little bit like uh, yeah. like see since you're like already a trainer and stuff and yeah. like it makes sense for you it's like you're already committed to that so like why yes. wouldn't it just be at a bigger level mm-hmm. for me as like kind of outside moving in it's i am someone who i really like when other people like me like i fucking love when other people like me it's one mm-hmm. of my favorite things mm-hmm. and it's uh it's something that I have developed to a more positive thing where it's less of a codependency and more of just like, I'm kind of a people pleaser um, when I can be. So what I like is to help other people because I've never been very concerned about myself. Like I have no desires to be like ridiculously wealthy. I have no desires to like be powerful really. I just want to live like a very comfortable life. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to fucking hang out with my friends and do the shit I like to do. Like if I, that financial freedom and time, those are the two things I want. Right. So when I talk about like, I want to help other people, that's what like I find entertaining. It's like finding somebody who's doing something mm-hmm. and like pulling like a shark tank level shit with them with like their, it's like, Hey, I, he, I see you're doing a thing. Yeah. What can I do to help that? Because making you successful will make you happy and you being happy is like really cool to me. Yeah. And that's just like, I just, I like people pleasing. And that, so it's, it's funny because I think everyone thinks like, oh, it's best to be like selfless. You can be selfish in your selflessness. <laughs> That's exactly what I was saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's right. like I want to figure this shit out for me so mm-hmm. that I can help other people with it, but because I want to figure it out. Exactly. You know? It's it's yeah. a, it's like a puzzle almost. Yeah. Like you don't have like I, I don't like people who are just like I don't it's not that I don't like them. I don't like the the thought process of like chasing chasing like uh, physical or monetary things. Mm-hmm. Like, I like, I don't really have a problem if you want to do that at all, but I do think that it's uh, a potentially hollow pursuit. Mm-hmm. And I think that chasing problems, like I think some of the, like the best business people like you and I have met mm-hmm. are people who like challenges right. and they like winning. They like, yeah. like winners. It's like it's, winners don't necessarily like, once you get the cash, like it, the cash loses its meaning. Now it's just about like crushing the opposition and winning the next challenge. Agreed. Yeah. That's it's superficial at that point. Exactly. It's like, okay, I got the money. But now I want to be the number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Those are hard questions. Those man. are tough. Thanks. Are tough. I like those. I mean, I like that. It's like, it's like, it, it, I know there's no wrong answer, mm-hmm. but I'm like, what is the right answer for me? <laughs> yeah. It's like, what's the right answer? What, how can we communicate that to like, you know, provide some value? Exactly. So, yeah. I so. want to build your business, but know that I'm doing it for myself. <laughs> we have, uh, Four more questions. Do you want to save them for next week, or do you want to just make this a little bit of a long episode? How and, much time we got left? Uh, I mean, I mean, we have plenty of time left. It's just gonna be a little bit longer. I think we're at like forty-five ish minutes, maybe. I don't know. I, I did this in one take. <laughs> mm. Let's save it for next week. We'll save it for next yeah, week. Because, we will answer yeah. your question if we did not get to it, though. Yes. Do not worry. All right. Well, let's go ahead and wrap up. As always, you can find us at BNS underscore radio. My name is Dimitri Sebastian. You can find me at that on Instagram. And I'm Wes Kendall. You can find me at W-K-E-N-D-L-E underscore MFT. I also started a TikTok. So, oh, my uh, God. I am restarted a TikTok. <laughs> I am just now hearing about this. I, we'll talk about this later. So I will only be posting uh, lifting content on there. I will post all my, like, podcast uh and like you know bns like value videos over like you know whatever fitness topic we're doing on uh instagram only tiktok is just lifting happy with you yeah but just know you're going down a slippery slope if you do one tiktok dance i will make fun of you maybe i should do a like a deadlift and then like do a tiktok dance that could be my thing whip it a nene that could be my thing (laughs) i'm like mentioning something like 2012 already i'm already looking old all right sweet well we will see you guys on tuesday please send us more listener question listener questions we love them uh we'll talk to you soon